Hello, and welcome to Veins of Gold, Finding God's Treasure in a Dirt-Covered World. This is a podcast from Mountain View Baptist Church in Thomaston, Georgia. Now, let's join Pastor Ryan Christopher as he digs into this week's program. All right, folks, let me tell you something. I am, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of laughing at myself right now because I'm, uh, technology is not my thing. And, uh, I've been sitting here for about 20 minutes trying to figure out what was going wrong with things. And so finally I just FaceTime one of the guys from the AV, Kevin I said, Kevin, look, man, I got to know what's going on. I got to know what's happening. FaceTimed him. We went through that thing together. He just kind of, uh, he tiptoed through and he helped me and he, he took me all the way through to figure this thing out. And I have done it. I, it's a miracle. Absolute miracle. I'm sitting around technology and it's, and it's happening. I'm in a room uh, by myself, uh, in all honesty. I'm in a room by myself uh, doing a techno- technology task that uh, that I have no business messing with. I, I'll be honest with you. No, the AV team kind of sets this up. It's a really simple process with the podcast and and I'm fired up and excited we can do it. But, you know, some things go wrong. and I'm, I'm the type that always still takes. I still take a um, – still take – a uh, paper copy of everything that I teach on or preach on. If I go somewhere to preach, hey, you may take a computer, but I'm still going to take a paper copy. I can remember the day. I mean, I, I look, this is my age. I'm 47, and I can remember the a- time when, you know, there was no email. You know, I remember the time when we didn't have all the cell phones. I remember I remember a cell phone. My, my boss, you know, when I was a teenager and, and I was working in the summers, he had a cell phone. Um, in his truck. And I thought, what in the world? This is space age stuff. I mean, man, I'm talking about Star Trek. He had this thing in his truck. And it, the thing is, we'd be out working and it, he would know someone was calling him because the horn would honk on the truck. It was something crazy. And he'd run out there and he'd just answer the phone. I thought that was I thought that was crazy. And I got in college and when I met my wife, she had one in the, you know, in her car bag phone i remember that and man cell phones have come a long way and, and and i remember i remember the the uh the encyclopedias on the cd-roms and stuff and the you know all of the you know all of that stuff that just i mean it's just technology is crazy and the amount of knowledge we can have right now but you know when when it came to this podcast it was like well what are we doing are we doing one more thing no here's the thing if stuff is available to you, if, if, if the technology is available to you and you're able to get the gospel out, you're able to get the word of God out and, and the teaching of the word of God, then why not do it? You know, I mean, come on, folks. This is not it's not rocket science. Well, maybe some of it is rocket science, but God's given it available to us, given it to us. And so we ought to use it. We ought to use it, especially when it becomes as simple as uh, pushing a few buttons and getting the message out there. OK, getting the message out there. And I am so thankful for this. So thankful for Kevin and the rest of the crew that's been, got this podcast ready for us and uh do, does the editing and stuff um if they could edit all of the dumb comments that i make out of it then they would be miracle workers folks I, let me tell you something i am excited our church is beginning to uh incrementally come back together that has been such a blessing uh the w- worship and the uh, praise uh the preaching uh it man it's just been a it's just been a wonderful wonderful time in the spirit of the lord and coming back together, and we are incrementally doing that. I, and here's my thing: it's not a time to sit back, folks. It's a time to lunge forward. It really is. It, it's a time to lunge forward. We can do this. We can make this. If uh, anything comes from this, it, it, maybe it's going to be that we will. Uh, uh, we're going to clean ourselves up. We're going to take care of ourselves. And we're going to take care of each other. So let's just let's just uh, hope that's the case. It's not time to give up. It's time to grow up. It's time to get this thing going, rocking and rolling. 
and uh, all those people who, who still need to be sheltered in place, uh, you know, for a little while longer because of their health or something like that, then we are praying for you and loving you and and uh, hoping you can get back to us soon. Amen. That's good, good stuff. But uh, it's not time to back off. It's time to back the message of Jesus Christ. It's time to get it going. Time to get it going. And I don't, I don't want to ease in today. I kind of want to jump in. So here, here, here's the thing. This past Sunday, uh, we we uh, we had a sermon at the early service, and the sermon was based on Ezekiel chapter thirty-seven. And man, let me tell you something. I told the audience, uh, which would have been online, I told them, I said, guys, let me tell you something. Uh, there are some passages of scripture that are that are well, all scripture is bigger than us, and that's true. But I mean, there's some passages of scripture you don't want to dive into. Um, in just one sermon, uh, I'm not going to make a series of that right now, but you know, in the future, I intend on making a series out of that. But Ezekiel chapter 37 is one of those bigger than life verses because it's one of those things where I read it and, uh, I get so doggone excited because I'm going to tell you something, you know, and you said, Ryan, what's it about? Well, we're going to read some verses from it in a minute and we're going to have a quick talk through it. I'm not going to go through the entire sermon, but we'll go through the points in the sermon and discuss them with you. Talk through them with you for a little while, because I want to tell you something. There's nothing that excites me more than God taking something that seems to be dead or dead. I mean, he took my dead heart and made it alive. Say, Ryan, what happened there? You know, for those of you who are listening who may not be believers, you know, in, in, in Christ, let me tell you something, folks. I know who I was and I know who I am now and I know what he's brought me from and what he's taking me to. And though I can't predict the future as far as far as how he's going to use me, how much he's going to use me, any of those things like that. I can tell you this, he's using me. And if you just knew who I was and now you know who I am, oh my goodness, you would know he took something dead and he made it alive again. The resurrection itself, the fact that on Easter he was he was uh, he rose from the grave is, uh, is evidence itself. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, these verses are bigger than life. Uh, I want to get into them and then I want to talk about them quickly because I know that we'll run out of time because we keeping this about a half hour podcast is is awfully difficult um but uh but listen let's let's get on it let's get on it this is Ezekiel chapter 37 it says the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo they were very dry they've been there a little while folks they were very dry verse 3 and he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And he again said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and I cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Then Ezekiel goes on to talk about he prophesies to them, and then he begins to hear uh, he begins to hear some things happening out there. Uh, verse ten. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. I, I, listen, guys. I uh, I heard a song recently, uh, probably a month ago when uh, I heard it first, and then now I'm hearing it over and over again. Just love it. And it's called Rattle by Elevation Music. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Um, I just absolutely adore it because, I mean, it is a it is a little rocky. It takes me back. You know, rocky isn't a you know, rock and roll kind of feel to it. But, man, I'm going to tell you something. I It fires me up because it talks about dry bones coming to life. 
again and uh and 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 you being prophesied over and being told to live and God making them live you know here was a situation where Israel was um you know exile and uh captivity and all of these things that would happen to Israel and you know Israel always wondered those that the remnant always wondered is God ever going to deliver us from this and here was an opportunity for God to say you know what I am. I am going to deliver you from it. And he, and he and he took this, gave this vision to Ezekiel, and I appreciate him doing that because now I can look at it as a church and look out amongst our land. Uh, long before you know, pre-COVID, folks, we were you know we were all moving along fairly fast, and we were going we were going uh, uh, quickly. There were some churches that were growing like crazy, some churches that were. Um, that were dying out, but as a as a whole, there were just some places that we want revival in the land. But do we want real revival in the land? Okay, do we want real revival in the land? Are we caught up in the growth in numbers? Or are we caught up in the growth in our people? Okay, and uh, there's nothing wrong with numbers. Every numbers and every number of person is a name, and that name has a soul, and we desperately want those souls saved and and uh, discipled. So. Uh, you know, we get that. We get that. But here here in these verses, it begins, it's talking to, uh, you know, Ezekiel is taken out. First thing that we see is he's snatched up by the Spirit, okay? He's snatched up by the Spirit. You say, well, Ryan, well, well um, what do you mean? Okay, he says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me, carried me. Those, listen, men and women who are in tune with God, God will show the spiritual too. Okay, he will show you what's going on. You know, a lot of times we say, "I wonder what's going on." I don't get it. I don't know why God's doing this. I don't know why God's doing that. Well, I would, I would hasten to say this: most of the time that we're the most confused. Now, there, there are times when we just are, but most of the time that we're confused with God, you know, what He's doing in our life or in the life of others, in the life of our people, or the life of the United States of America, whatever it may be. A lot of times we're confused. You're really not asking him for an answer. You just want to know an answer. You're not on your knees praying, God, would you just show me why this is happening? Many times we're praying, get me out of something or get us out of, but we never ask that particular question about why or anything. And sometimes God has to sit us down, show us around, show us what's actually happening to the spiritual uh, uh, framework of, of our lives or the lives of our nation. And uh, Ezekiel, a uh, prophet of God, is given the opportunity to uh, to see what is happening and what God is planning, and that that's a big deal. That's a big deal to have you have God put His arm around your shoulder and say, "Let me show you what I'm going to do with my people." I am excited because I know God is beginning to put His arm around God's men and women and say, "Hey, I want to show you what I'm going to do." with you, with your family, with your country. Hey, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do with the message of my son, Jesus Christ, and him dying on the cross for the sins of mankind. Listen to me. Listen to me, folks. This He snatched him up. He pulls him aside. This is a special, special time. God takes him, and, and you can, too, know what God is up to. Getting in Scripture, put me in a dark room somewhere, and lock me up if you want to, but give me enough light to read that Bible, and I'll tell you exactly what's happening in the world ten years after you put me in that jail. And 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 that's a that's not a uh, that's not a uh, an original statement. That's a paraphrase statement from things I've read before. You know, put me in a dungeon and and give me candles to read, and I'll know what's going on outside. Yeah, absolutely, you will. 
God will reveal to you what's happening. I believe God is about to do an amazing work in this land. I, I, I don't know why I'm feeling that way, except to tell you that I believe God's telling me that. I, I He's about to do a major work. I don't know about politically, okay? I don't know what's going to happen politically. I don't have any idea about that. I have my own you know, opinions about politics and such, but I'm going to tell you something. He's about to do something in revival. We're about a pruning. Uh, the people who don't want to be a part of that are not going to be a part of that, but people who do want to are going to be a part of that. And God's going to pull aside. First thing we see is he's snatched by the Spirit. Ezekiel snatched by the Spirit. He's going to pull aside people who want to be involved in what he's doing. He's going to say, listen, I've got something for you. I've got something for you. I've got a, I've got a place for you to be in, in this work. I've got things for you to do. I've got uh, you know people for you to see, people for you to meet. I've got people for you to preach to and teach to, sing to and worship with. I've got all this. I've got all this. So he's taking you. He will take you. If you are spending time with him, if you're in devotion with him, if you will spend time with him and get close to him, he will reveal to you what he's doing. And many times it will blow your mind. At least it ought to. But there's something interesting here. It says, uh, it says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. Set me right down in the middle. So the next thing you see is he set him in the middle. And I was telling our congregation, you know, I was telling the folks that were watching, I was saying this, sometimes you have to be set right slap dab in the middle of a situation for you to understand it. Because if you're off to one side, you're like, okay, this is my angle on this thing. This is my angle on the situation. I see all these dry bones. I see all this stuff, but you know, there's my angle on it. God says, no, I want you to see this from a 360 degree view. And many times that's what I have to do with, uh, with positions I take on almost all issues. Um, you know, because there's still some I'm stubborn on, but almost all, all issues. I have to sit right slap dab in the middle and, and get a view. And I don't mean that I'm sitting in the middle of the road and going to get hit. And I don't mean that I'm in the middle of the road on what God's word says. No, no, no. What I mean is he sits me in the situation and lets me see all the angles of the situation. 360 degrees, turning all the way around, turning all the way around, turning, 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 seeing each spot of this. He he is sitting me in the midst. I'm in the middle and watching these dry bones of the ground of churches that desperately need Jesus and desperately need the spirit of God to move, setting me in the middle, folks. And that blows my mind. I am seeing across this land churches that need to stand on the word of God. You don't have to be mean and and. and and that kind of thing like that. But folks, you do have to stand on what the word says. There's no, I mean, no matter what anybody says, okay, what God doing certain things, certain ways. And, and that's just the way culture ought to, you know, especially when I'm preaching, I'm preaching to Christians when I'm giving the word of God and I'm preaching to Christians for the most part. And then there's certainly the evangelistic part of that where I'm pulling people into Christ. But folks, I'm talking to the Christians. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, my people, I'm preaching to them about the things they ought to be doing because God has uh, commanded them to do it. Oh, my goodness gracious, folks. He sat me in the middle. He's let, he sat you in the middle. You can see what's happening across our land, and you can see where the spiritual revival needs to take place. We say, well, all those other revivals, I don't know if we can have a revival like that. Why would you say something like that? Of course we can have revival like that. But here's my thing. We can have revival far stronger than that. 
I am telling you, if we get on our knees, Bible-believing Christian, if we get on our knees and beg him to send his spirit greater than he ever has on the face of the planet, other than the fact that he died on the cross for our sins at that moment, folks, at the greatest spiritual revival in the history of the world, why can't we have it? Well, that's another podcast as far as all the reasons why we can't have it. But let me just sum it up in one big thing, and that is this. We are not asking in prayer and fasting we're not we're not asking and begging we're not we're not believing he will we're not trusting he will send his spirit in a mighty way to change a nation. I would love nothing more. Now, there's always going to be evil till he comes back and cha- and judges all of that. There's always going to be that. But wouldn't it be something if God's people could love one another and could love the word and could love morality and love living for God? Wouldn't it be something if God's people could do that? There's always going to be the unbelievers that are living the wrong way. But there ought not be unbelie- I mean, there ought not be believers doing that. Oh, that we'd be giving praise and glory and honor. Oh, Oh my goodness, and let him send revival. He said, snatched him up. He set him in the middle. And here's what we see is slam full of bones. There are bones everywhere. I told the I told the church the other day, I said, look, there's an ossuary in, in, in Germany. And, and this place, listen, it has over 40,000 sets of bones in it. You know, people who wanted to be buried in a special and holy place, and they're in this ossuary and and uh, these bones. Could you imagine for a moment? If all of a sudden you're standing inside of that, inside of that, and you suddenly you hear the rattling of bones. I mean, I mean, just just going on and on. You just heard that, and I mean, it was it would be a very eerie thing. It'd be an eerie thing to walk in and see all the art, this artwork that's done in bones. But uh, but beside that point, I mean, if you want to look that up, that is a really spooky thing. Um, but said said like um, um, ossuary. But here here's the thing. When you uh, when you when you when you go in there and you see all those bones, think about this for a minute. When they start all coming together and all the noise and racket, it makes 40,000 40, bones. Um, I mean, forty thousand sets of bones, so forty thousand different skeletons that uh, that that can be brought together and built up, and and uh, and those kind of things. Now, I'm telling you, what Ezekiel saw was bones, and what we see across our land, or or uh, I can drive to churches that have dried up to nobody. I'm going to drive to churches that are growing quite well. I really can. I don't know what's happening inside spiritually, but I do know that they're growing leaps and bounds. And praise God for that. If they're if they're Bible believing churches, I just praise God for that. That's just wonderful. But then you can drive by some that have dried up, and I certainly don't want I certainly don't want living for God to drive up dry up. I don't want them to dry up. I don't want morality to dry up. I don't want Christians to take a back seat to what's happening in culture. God, eventually, culture will take this slap over unless we can have revival in our land. I'd love nothing more to see some of this garbage just taken down as far as it's it's a hold on people, the addictions, the pain, the anxiety, the depression, the uh the all of these things, the immorality, the the uh, sexual immorality, all of these different things, if they could just be taken down as a result of God's spirit moving through loving us and saving souls and changing lives, it would be uh it would be incredibly, incredibly wonderful, and I and I, and I believe that. I believe it's coming. I, I see being sat in the middle, and we're looking around. I see it. It's going to happen. I mean, I see these bones are going to begin to to form back. He's going to put the sinews and the and the you know the muscle tissue and the and the skin and all these things on you to 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 create in you. I mean, I'm going to bring you back from desolation. I'm going to bring you back from the dry bone period. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you out of graves and make you something. Oh my goodness, what a 
what a what a, a lasting image that is is to see that he would take he would take a, a, a dried up church and he would give it life again. Then there's a stri- striking question that's given to uh, there's a striking question that's given to Ezekiel. Now now think about this for a minute. God is asking Ezekiel a question, so God already knows the answer. Of course, He does. He's God, but He says, "Ezekiel, can these bones live?" If there's if there's any question that needs to be asked of the leadership in America's churches, is this: Do you believe that these bones can live? Okay, that Ezekiel was looking at Israel, and Israel had been in you know, uh, captivity and exile, all these different things that, that Israel had gone through. And it was a question that was you know, years and years and years and years and years and years and years. But now God can ask that question of the modern church, can these bones live? And then he's, you know, and that, that's the question for us. We have to believe. We have to believe that they can live, that these churches can live, that our particular, our specific church can live. We have to believe that God is going to do an amazing work and is going to, uh, and is going to do it in our midst and going to do it in our time. We have to believe that he can, that he will, that he will bring us the revival we're asking for and the transformation and change that we're asking for. This is striking way. Can you, it's like when Jesus says, do you want to be well? When he asked that, when he asked that person, do you want to be well? Because if you don't want to be well, then I'm not going to do anything for you. I'm not going to do anything for you. You don't want to be well. Do you want revival? Do you want the bones to live? Do you want them to live? Do you believe they can live? Do you believe them? What a striking question because it's so true. Do you believe that America's churches can, the world's churches, do you believe they can live? Because I promise you this, they certainly can. But there's a sloppy, there's a sloppy answer to me. It's a sloppy, it's a striking question, but there's a sloppy answer to me. See, Ryan, this is a word of God, sloppy. No, 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 no. It's the person that answered it. I mean, certainly he's a prophet, and I'm not a prophet. But I can tell you this, my goodness, you, you look at his answer, he says, only you know, Lord. Well, wait a second, wait a second. He didn't ask, are they going to live? He asked, can they live? And the answer to me, I mean, granted, granted, and I know, I know Ezekiel knows God can do anything. I, I but I, I mean, it's just the just wording sometimes. It just you know, it, you know, I mess it up big time. But um, no, not only God knows, Ezekiel, you know, God can do this. You know, He can do this. But I think Ezekiel was leaning toward the side of will He, and only God knows will He make those bones live. But can these bones live? Uh, yeah, if you want them to live, God, they certainly will live. If you want these churches to live, they, they, these churches certainly will live. If you want, if you want, uh, if you want revival to come to us, you certainly can bring it. If you want your spirit to move through us and change us and and rearrange us and and all of that and take us from derangement to arrangement, I, I'm telling you, you can, uh, you can, you can do it because you have the power to do it. So the answer is not you know, to, to me. To you know, I'm not going to say you're the only one that knows. No, no, I know, I know because my God has always been faithful. I know he can do it. I know he can do it. And the question is, is he going to do it? And he's waiting on his people to cry out for it. He's waiting. He's waiting on his people to, to, to cry out for it. Here, here's the thing. The next thing we see is, you know, God tells Ezekiel to speak to the bones, to speak to him. Here he is in a vision. He says, speak to the bones, speak to him, tell him to live, tell him to live. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. Would you speak? Would you speak to your loved ones and tell them to live? Give them the message of Jesus Christ. 
Would you would you speak to your loved ones and tell them to live? Would you speak to would you speak to your uh, uh, neighborhood and tell them to live? Would you speak to your town and tell them to live? Would you speak to your city and tell them to live? Would you speak to your county and tell them to live? Would you speak to your your state and tell them to live? Would you speak to your 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 part of the United States, your district in the United States, the southeast, the northeast, the you know, the Southwest, the Northwest, would you speak to your part of the, would you speak to your part of the nation and tell them to live those, those that are, you know, listen, you're so dried up. You're so dried up. You're so, you're so dried up like a desert church and, 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 and live and, and have the, have the living water come into you and take those dry bones and begin to give them, you know, the, 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 the nutrients they need and the water it needs. And then the muscle and the sinews and God begins to do this and prophesy over a nation and tell it to live pastors across this land, please, I am imploring, I am begging, I am encouraging, I'm doing all that to tell you to tell your people they can live. They can live because the Spirit of the Lord can come through and can help them do that. Why in the world would we do anything but tell them that they can live? Speak to those bones, he says. Speak to them and tell them they can live. My goodness gracious, I'm telling you today, find those people that you know or have loved the Lord but have been just dry for so long. They haven't been feeling what they what they used to feel, and they haven't been they haven't been uh, going through what they used to go through as far as their excitement for the Lord, and and uh, they they don't seem to be seeing the same miracles they used to see, and all those things. Tell them that they can live. Tell them that they can live. Tell them that God wants to God wants to do an amazing work inside of them. You gotta you gotta dream bigger and believe stronger, folks. We gotta we gotta speak the word into them. We gotta speak over them. Oh my goodness, the, the you know the power. Uh, you know, the power in that tongue and the power in what we say and death and life is in the power of the tongue. It's not the power of death and life is in the tongue. It's not, it, 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 it's not that death and life, life and death are in the power of the tongue. You have to speak life into them. God's given you that ability to say, I'm going to speak life into you according to the word of God. The word of God saying that you can live. Churches across America that are drying up, you can live. You can, and the Spirit of God's about to move through this land. And everybody who's ready, everybody's. If you're not ready, it ain't gonna do you any good. You're not gonna. You're not gonna experience the revival unless you go somewhere and 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 see it where it is happening and where people are on fire for the Lord. Oh my goodness gracious! There, there there's speak to the bones, and then there's a, this spiritual awakening spiritual awakening in people and, 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 and seeing things that they didn't see before. Oh, how, you know, when, when I'm closer to God, I see things like I never thought I would see. I experience things like I never thought I would experience. I, I, I you know, reds are redder than red and yellows are yellow, uh, more yellow than yellow. I mean, it, it's, it's, life is different when I'm close to the Lord and spending time with the Lord. And here's our opportunity, our opportunity to serve him with everything that we have to, uh, you know, for, 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 um, you know, and to say, look, there, there's an awakening happening. And here's what he said. He said, the bones began, the bones began to come together and, they, and all the tissue came together. And then they stood as an exceeding great army. That's what I'm talking about. You, we can't fight if we're on the ground and nothing but dried up bones. We cannot fight. In fact, the enemy stomps on us. 
tramples on us. There's a clack into the bones underneath their feet as they walk around, you know, with us and, 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 and on top of us. And the enemy just says, look at this. These are worthless. Oh, but when God brings the spirit back into them and brings life back into these churches, oh, they stand there as an exceeding great army and there is no army that can defeat God's army. Oh, that they would get their muscle sinews and their tendons and their, their muscle tissue and the blood flowing through again, the heart beating again and the body like it should be. Oh, that they would all stand in one mighty army and fight against the enemy across our land. I'm telling you, woo, I'm telling you this stuff, good stuff's going to happen. Good stuff's going to happen in the midst of all that. So listen to me. There's a spiritual awakening. And the last thing we're going to look at today, Christian, listen to me. Listen to me. Dry bones are going to live. Dry bones are going to live. Last thing we look at, we got to sustain that energy. We got to sustain that energy. And we sustain it by realizing what's happening around us. We realize what's happening around us. We see, we see what's a look, look, there are bones everywhere. There are bones everywhere. I told them Sunday, I, I had read this. There, there, there are uh, all kinds of bones in, in the churches today. Some of them are wishbones. Some of them are wishbones. They're wishing everything would happen. I wish somebody would do this. I wish somebody would do that. I wish somebody would do this. I wish somebody would go here. I wish somebody would do that. When in fact, instead of wishbones, they ought to be out there doing it. Stop being just a wisher. Then there are jawbones who just want to talk. Yep, 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 yep. And they, all they want to do is cause dissension and trouble because all they want to do is talk. They're jawbones. They can't, they can't seem to stop the jaws. I don't know why they don't have TMJ from working their jaws so much. Just jawbones. But then there are the backbones, the people who are working hard in their church who are doing what needs to be done, the ones who are going to be on their knees praying for revival, the ones who are going to be on their knees praying for a, a spiritual revolution to happen and that army to rise up and to do amazing things. We got to sustain our energy in the midst of all this. And we do that by being on our knees before God, allowing him. He says, come to me who are weak and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Oh, he'll give us rest in the midst of the battle. But then we have to get going again. We have to get going again. Another podcast for another day on that one. That's, that's for sure. But but here's the thing. I can hear it. I can hear it, folks. I can hear the church. I walk walls rattling. I can hear, I can hear the pews shaking. I can, I can feel the ground shaking beneath me spiritually. I can see that God's about to save souls in an amazing way. And I believe revival's coming across our land. I believe it with all my heart, with all my heart, folks. I love you. I'm excited about what God is about to do. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Veins of Gold a podcast of Mountain View Baptist Church. For information about our church and ministries, please visit our website, mvbaptist.org.